0: This is Victoria, and I have Rich with me, and Gypsy, and Ember, but they're not hopefully going to be talking too much, well, the dogs, that is, hopefully Rich will contribute to the conversation here. We are on our way to Universal for a meetup running a wee bit late because, you know, sometimes things happen, and I uh, thought it was a perfect time to do a podcast, you know, it's been It's been a while, and hopefully we'll get doing them a little more regularly now that, you know, life's calmed down a little bit. It was a little hectic and chaotic-y for a while, and part of that had to do with having the puppies. Uh, We were expecting four litters. We were expecting two golden litters, the Poodle and the Dobermans, and the Goldens didn't take. So we had the Poodle and the Dobermans, and we had a bunch going on, and we had uh, schools, you know, scheduled. And just the first half of the year was a little bit chaotic. But things are, are looking good. Uh, we have the three Goldens. The two, uh, who was that, Lucy and Lita, who didn't take. And then Ginger, they should all be coming into heat again soon. I think, actually, that Ginger and Lucy are on their way into heat. Their um, back end is looking a little bit poofy, uh, waiting for... With heat cycles, what you do is you watch for the poofiness, watch for it to, you know, get bloody, and then we start taking them into the vet and getting their progesterone checked. And once it's of the right time, you know, we have hopefully have already been in contact with a breeder, and either we drop the girls off, so you do it so the boy feels, you know, comfortable in his own house. So you do it, either drop the girl off at his house, or we do AI, which is artificial insemination. And for that, we've had uh, semen uh, shipped to us. You know, they overnight it, so it's chilled. Uh, or we go off and we do a side-by-side AI. And we've done this in North Carolina with Banks uh, for Lucy's litter, and then this past time when we tried No, for Ginger's litter, and then the pastime with Lucy's, um, they go and they get the withdrawal, and they check everything out on him and put it right into her so that's what uh that's how we do it we don't have our first litter our frozen litter was with seth seth was with us at the time so it was a lot easier you know but until we get a stud again this is how things must be done you know and sometimes we might have a dog who we want to incorporate him into our breeding program and use him as a baby daddy. So, you know, we have to know how to do this stuff too. Uh, but that's that's what we're waiting on right now. So you guys are the very first to know that. I think we have two girls coming into heat, but it could also mean, you know, three weeks before their progesterone hits a level and then it's nine weeks of pregnancy and then it's eight weeks until the puppies are ready to go home. So, you know, it's still a ways but we are waiting to see who comes into heat in the next few weeks, when they're ready for it, uh, because we're looking at IACP conference the end of August, and if the conference is in, in San in San Diego, and we've already had, you know, Sam and Carolyn offered that, it, you know, even if they are due during that time. You know, they can handle it. We don't have to be there for it, but I it's, feel like it's in the end of August, not uh, September. Correct. It's the very end of August okay. to the very, very beginning of September. I have the dates written down, but, but it's August this year. So if there's anything touring to do in Mexico, we could go to Mexico. You know, we could get our passport stamped and everything. Uh, with COVID and stuff, I know things are opening up, but you still don't know how things are with other countries and what they're going to be like in a few months' time. And we could go to Mexico. I think they'll all because be zombies by then. They might be zombies. Yeah. You never know, Rich. Gotta yeah. be ready for these zombie apocalypse. Right? Uh, you know, part of it, too, depends on how old Bucky is at the time where he's at in his service dog training. If we do fly with him out there, he could go to Mexico, too. You know, or if it's just Gypsy. So, so we've got we've got things that are going yeah. Uh, and like I said, a lot of it hinges on when the girls actually do come into heat. Do they have a list of who's speaking? I think it's up on the website. Really? So they do, they have picked up people? Oh, yeah. And then next year, if we can't go this year, next year it's outside of St. Augustine. It's in Ponte Verde Beach. So, you know, it's a few hours from us. Uh, you know, we'll go, uh, But that's part of the problem. Whenever we're just training, it's a lot easier to say if we're going to go or not. Whereas if we're, you know, breeding and training, then, you know, a lot of it will go by the girls' cycles on if we can go or not. But, yeah, yeah, that's, so that's what we're looking at. Uh, We have, you know, a few dogs in right now, a few of the puppies in from the poodle litter. Uh, We have three. We have Onyx, no, Ember, Maxie, and Callie. Okay, so Maxie and Callie are the two poodle girls, and Ember is the blonde boy uh, who looks just like his mama. So he is coming with us to Universal today. Uh, We only have him for a couple more weeks, and we have the girls for a little bit longer, so he gets to come today for his first Universal outing. We do have a stroller for him. We do have some frozen slash cool bottles of water uh, that we tuck in there for him to lay on. And because of the venting and everything else, it's a safe way for him to take in the whole park. And our goal with taking a service dog to the park for the first time, while a service dog in training into the park for the first time, is just to do a quick session if we get there and he, it's too much, and he's overwhelmed, we're, we're prepared to leave. Now, we are doing a meetup, so if it turns out that it does happen, we always have to have an escape clause, you know, escape hatch, which would be either Rich or I go down back to the parking garage and turn the van on, and we just wait for the other person to finish up and come down and join us. You know, that's, that's how we do it. And so but, if we get there... But this dog's going to be in a gonna baby be stroller. He's going to be fine, yeah, yeah. He's
1: going be in a baby stroller 90% of the time, so... Uh, yeah, he'll come out for pictures, yeah. that's about it.
0: Um, but if it is too much, like I said, that is one thing, and it's one thing that people have to consider whenever they take their, their puppies out or when they take their dogs out. If it is too much for the dog for whatever reason, you know, then you go back up to the car. You turn the... For us, we turn the van on and we wait for if he goes well, right? If it goes well, we still don't want to push it. You know, he's probably not going to go on any rides today. Oftentimes when we bring the puppies, their very first ride that they go on is not the Stroller Express, but the Hogwarts Express. And we use it when we go from one park to the other. Uh, We take the train and the dog sits on our lap. You know, they can't be in their stroller because we're in the little uh, rooms, you know, on the train. So the dogs just sit on our lap and, and we take the train over to the other park. And like I said, oftentimes that's the very first one and it works. It works out really good. Uh, but the stroller is a really, really, really great way to expose them to the sights and the sounds without them getting too tired, without uh, hurting them because they can't be walking on the sidewalks they can't be walking on the roads they you know we don't want anyone to step on them or trip over them you know we don't want to run them over with the wheelchair so the stroller is so safe plus they can't pick up anything you know they can't eat anything weird off the ground people can't touch them you know it's just the best way to go is the stroller when you're dealing with puppies and we've had And there's all this worry about, you know, them walking too far and their
1: bones not being all the way together, you know, so So you want to make sure that you don't stress that
0: situation. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, we want to keep the dogs' joints as healthy as possible. And yeah, we do take them out. We do have a mutt mat, one of our mutt mats. If you look back at the pictures that we post through Hope of the dogs at Universal, they're on this purple mat thingy. Well, that's what a mutt mat is. So with the mutt mat, they can, uh, you know, they, they don't have to wear booties because they're on the mutt mat for the photos. Now Gypsy, on the other hand, Gypsy wears booties. Gypsy has her goggles with us, her Rex specs. So, you know, she'll, she'll be set that way. But puppies, you know, for first time, it's, it could be a lot. You know, we've had him at uh, Walmart. We've had him up at Lake Sumter Landing. Which is kind of like Brownwood. Uh, We did a restaurant, and we did uh, some stuff in the park, a little park grassy area up there. We did some other pictures, and then we did Barnes and Noble. So you know, we've had them out to a few places. I like, you know, saying, "Hey, now we're at Universal or Disney." Universal's easier to get into than Disney, so I like Disney with the puppy, or Universal with the puppies, just because it's easy to get in and out of. Uh, And we're blocked out for Disney for the summer because of our passes. Which isn't a big deal, you know, but that's why we got Universal tickets also. But the girls are at home and Bucky's at home. Bucky's actually going through some growth pains. Uh, We ended up, we had to take him, we took him to the chiropractor on Monday just, you know, to make sure his breeder had asked us to do that. Uh, We're waiting for, you know, sometimes the the balls don't drop into the sack right away. So we are waiting for his balls to drop into his sack. And so she had asked us to do a chiropractor appointment. So we did that on Monday. He had done one before he left the breeder also. And we did that. And then Monday, he was kind of lazy, tired. He, He spent it with me on the couch for most of it and then tuesday same thing but whenever we put him down we noticed he was limping really bad and didn't get any better it was in fact getting worse he wouldn't even move to come over and get some food uh rich ended up taking him to the emergency room on tuesday evening and did x-rays for the vet to tell us it's growing pains so so he is on crate rest. Uh, he's uh, on glucosamine. He went to a lower protein food um, just to help. Uh, he is a big boned boy, which you know could be part of it. But he's he. We were hoping for him to come today. Uh, we take him in for a vet recheck tomorrow. Uh, so maybe next time we hit up Universal, maybe we'll have to do a special Bucky trip uh, to get him there. You know see how he does, but he's, we've been calling him our little polar bear, and he's at home, you know, on crate rest, just relaxing. Luke's there to supervise everything, make sure everyone does good. So Rich and I, like I said, Rich and I are on our way here today. So that's usually how we split things up, or I'll take Luke and Rich will stay home, or Rich and Luke will go somewhere and I'll stay home, or sometimes we'll have Sam come over, so we try to have somebody at the house all the time uh, it doesn't always happen but that's how how we we do it 99.9 percent of the time is have somebody at the house uh, the puppies are doing good uh, with what they're working on uh, they are oh, what about three months old now so what are we working on with them what have we been working on with them we've been working to keep the clicker nice and charged so when you click they come running to you Damn. Uh, we've been doing manners binder, we've been doing the box, we've been doing name, teaching them their name, we're teaching them come, we're teaching them touch, we're rewarding them for just checking in with us, and then we're teaching them the look command. We're doing tactile, which is hands-on, sit down and stand. We're giving them
1: special times to go potty outside that are different than their normal times outside, so so they feel like there's a special potty time. Right? And that's Pitches important, outside. too.
0: You know we do use the pee pads, you know, in the trays, uh, in their crates. So they have the crates at night, so they're they're learning the crate stuff, right? But we have that set up. So if they do have an accident, hopefully they'll go on the potty pads instead of where they lay. Uh, but we're also taking them outside after they eat, after they drink, before bed, you know, and just telling them to go potty. And that's not in their play pen. That's just some freedom they can. Uh, move around, usually with puppies, they move around, what, 10 feet, and they stop and go to the bathroom. So, you know, it makes it easier to potty train at that age. Now, are they fully potty trained? No, they're puppies. You know, they, most dogs, you're not going to consider them potty trained until they're about six months old. Now, I know if you have one of our puppies and you're thinking, but no, our puppies are potty trained already, you're just good at keeping up with them at this age. You know, we've, worked it that they have, you know, that good, they know when to go to the bathroom and they know to go outside. But, you know, they're not fully potty trained until they can hold it and they go outside. Uh, They are learning how to use the doggy doors. So we do have doggy doors. We actually have six doors on our house that lead outside, which nobody believes until they come over and they count them. Uh, Two of them have doggy doors. Our bedroom door has a doggy door, and one from the dog room out has a doggy door. So we'll uh, sometimes leave, you know, one of the doors open if we're outside with the puppies and they're running around, and then all of a sudden we have puppies in the house. And it's because they, you know, snuck in through the doggy door. So it's good that they're learning how to do that. Uh, We're working on things like creativity. You know, over and under and touching things and maybe picking up things, Uh, touching the cone, touching a target stick, touching a target wobble, uh, doing clack clack. They're not wild about clack clack at this age, but, you know, just trying to go for that sense of creativity with, with exploring their environment and how to manipulate things, you know? A lot of times people will say, oh, my dog's perfectly trained and he's four months old. And I'm like, well, he's not perfectly trained at four months old. You know, Django, I did a lot. Gypsy, I did a lot. I'll do a lot of name, touch, and look at me and focus. That's Those are my three big ones that I'll start the puppies with. And this time, like I said, we're adding in a lot of cum because the clicker is fully charged with these puppies. Because that's a key one also. You know, take a bit into that pack drive while you can. But... If you just have a dog who sits and stares at you and you're trying to work on, you know, maybe task of picking something up, it's harder for them to do that. Uh, And we'll record, we'll capture things, we're not record, but we'll capture things that we like. For example, one of the puppies was trying to get food and ends up backing up a few steps. Well, I click for that and report backing up. Uh, One of the puppies has done some uh, spins, you know, just as, as he's out there, just spin. So I'll click and reward that. The puppy doesn't know what I'm capturing, what he's getting clicked for at that age. But that's okay. It's okay. He doesn't need to. It's just something neat. It's something creative. And then we start naming it. So we're starting to name Sid. They have spontaneously offered Sid. Uh, Ember, I think that's his favorite right now, is Sid. So we will click and reward that whenever he sits. You know? And it works. It works out really nicely uh we'll do down you know we can do some stand we can do stay uh we've got the place board and got them out onto place a couple times and we'll try to pick stuff but we also know a lot of times what people will do is burn their service dog out before the service dog's going good and what i mean by that is they expect too much from the dog too soon So can you have a dog who's, I don't know, say six months old, who knows tasks, who knows obedience and stuff? Sure you can, but you know, a lot of times too, with that age, the dog can't handle it because puppy stuff is different from adult stuff. So if you have a dog who is perfect on everything at six months old, you know, you might be asking too much too soon or it might be puppy stuff, or it might not be on command. It might just be, you know, the dog just does it, or that the dog's lacking elsewhere. So I'm not in a rush to get these puppies absolutely perfect before they head home at four and five months old, well, three, four, and five months old. I just want the dogs to be set up for a lifetime of success. And if the dog doesn't have, you know, sit down, come play, stay heel on command at that age, that's okay. Because you want the dog who is good, who knows how to explore the environment, who is fun to click or trade, who, you know, you can take it and and teach it pretty easily, who is comfortable out in public, you know, who does keep a clean crate, who doesn't just potty everywhere and then lay in it. You know, like these things who are social, who are dog social and people social, that's a big one. And when I call it socialization, a lot of times what people think is that the dog must go and meet and be touched by everybody. Well, remember what I just said, we have a stroller so people don't touch the dog. Socialization is not everybody comes up and touches my dog. It's more about picking and
1: choosing who you're going, who your dog's going to meet, and what dogs you're gonna, your dog is going to meet up with, and, and then starting slow with with 10-minute sessions of, of seeing something new and maybe 15 minutes of being outside, um, and that sort of thing. Um, It's not about drowning a minute. It's about really choosing choosing the nice
0: things in the world you want your dog to see. It is. And and it's about seeing those things. So for this, for Ember, we didn't work him for breakfast. You know, we have food here that we'll throw in for him. And it's just that environmental exposure. It's not about people touching him. It's not about him going on rides. It's not about him doing all this other stuff. It is just about taking it in. And that's all we're going to ask of him today, is to come to Universal with us and sit in a stroller. You know, it's, it sounds easy, and for some dogs it isn't, for some dogs it isn't. But we want success, and we want to take it easy with them, too. We give them time to be puppies. You know, yesterday, uh, we'll sometimes do easy days. So they got training in, but it, we didn't ask too much of them yesterday. You know, they got playtime. They got a lot of playtime yesterday because it was the first day in about a week that it didn't rain all day. So they got to be outside and play. They got to, you know, run around the yard together a bit later on. You know, they got to be inside. They got to take a bunch of naps. Puppies like naps. Oh, I have heard from a few of the people who brought pups home that, you know, a couple of them, you know, the puppies are getting bitey. And they don't know why. Well, chances are, if the puppy's getting biting, it's because he's tired. Puppies need about 20 hours a day of sleep at this age. And that's not, you know, well, he fell asleep on the couch beside me. Sleep. That's in his crate sleep because it's the same as if you do take a nap. If you go back to your bed, you're going to sleep better, sleep longer, sleep deeper than if you fall asleep on a chair or if you fall asleep on a couch. Or if you're like, well, I don't nap. Well, what if you have a flight and it leaves at 5 o'clock in the morning and you figure, oh, I'll, I'll sleep a little bit on the flight, on the plane, but you can't hit that deep sleep. And you're still cranky. Well, it's the same thing, guys. You know, you're gonna, the dog's going to sleep better in his crate, so give him crate time throughout the day. Don't just crate your puppy at night. Give him crate time throughout the day to, to take a nap. And because you don't want crate to only happen at night. Crates can you know, crate time can happen at any time. So we want that. We want that nice schedule for the puppies. And what we find is giving them that extra crate time and then whenever they're up, taking them outside, potting them, letting them run around, playing with them, doing training with them for meal times. You know, it takes care of a lot because it's just it's easier. You know, they're happier puppies, they're They're more rested, and it's easier for them to function, which, you know, is the end goal, is what we all want. So usually whenever I tell people that and they start using the crate more, you know, like the bitiness and the the crabbiness goes away. And that's not just our puppies, that's every puppy. Uh, Our puppy is just, like, I know their schedule, and since we have them here, it's it's easier to say, you know, this is what's going on, because people do let me know how the pups are doing, which I always appreciate, because you know they were our puppies. Uh, anything else, Rich, puppy-wise? Um, uh,
1: not that I can think of. Um, what
0: about what about food and water? Uh Having them outside, experiences outside, let's see. Yeah, we do have water for them all the time. Well, until evening, evening after they eat, maybe about an hour after they eat, we lift up the water bowl and they don't get it again until morning. But how we have it set up is they have a playpen in the living room so they can all play there. And then we have the crates for them. So sometimes we crate them together, you know, maybe one or two or three or dogs together. Sometimes they're crated individually. But the crates are set up that there is a whelping pad, which is like a little quilty blanket that's easy to wash and not hold on to pee and poo. Right? So we put a whelping pad down. We put one of the, the potty trays in the crate with them. So then through the night, if they do have to potty, they do have a safe place to potty. Oh, one of the questions that we've got from somebody was, you know, I've never potty, uh, pee pad trained my dogs before, and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. I said, no, no, no. We're not pee pad training the dogs. What we're doing with them is we're giving them that spot if they need it. We're not asking them to pee on it once they're older. We're trying to have we're trying to have something where the dog can discern
1: that I'm going to go potty in one area and I'm not going to go potty in the other area. And yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the dog decides, hey, I'd like to play in the areas
0: where I do not go potty.
1: Right. And sleep in the areas I do not go potty.
0: No, I think that's such a huge thing because, you know, we don't want them just pottying anywhere. And we actually had a deposit down. So with the boys, since we breed, we keep the girls, we test them, we see how they're going to do. You know, if we like what we see as they're growing up, you know, if we're going to add them into the breeding program or not. And that means if we keep the girls, we have to bring in boys. You know, and eventually, you know, with the girls that we have, we'll be able to say, okay... You know, if you keep this this mama, you know, her son, we just won't breed him back to her or, you know, any of his sisters or anything, right? But uh, for, for boys, we have to bring the boys in. That's why Bucky isn't one of our puppies is, you know, I went to, you know, honor service dogs who, like I said, we had used before for breeding and talked to them. And they like what we're doing. They like us. And we got Bucky from them. Now, before that, we had reached out to a couple different places, and one of them, you know, because they get busy with stuff, we get busy with stuff, uh, but we had found one and had a deposit down on the boys, where there were five boys in the litter, and we liked this litter because the parents were both genetically clear, and we'd like that. If we're going to have a stud, we want a stud to be amazing, right? Well, they went to go get heart testing, and four out of the five boys in that litter, and I don't know about how many girls... Uh, they had heart murmurs, and we went, we said, no, we don't, and they said, well, we're not giving you your money back because you could still take that last boy, that number five, who does not have a heart murmur. Well, yeah, but we know nothing about them. They told us that they were going to provide videos and pictures. We had two or three pictures, you know, of the dogs just together, and then we had uh, a total of two videos, uh, that were in total combined together less than 30 seconds of video footage. But what we saw was the dog was on paper in uh, quilting, you know, like bedding that was just a quote. They didn't have a potty area. They had just a couple toys, which you know is okay. You know, we have potty, we have play areas, like I said, but we also have potty areas in the play areas. We have the water bowls in the play areas. You know, we have stuff for them to explore, not just a couple toys. Uh, you know, we have those fit paw bones, we have wobble discs, you know, we have blue climbs that they can get on or hide under. So, you know, there's still stuff to explore. And it's not just, you know, uh, what is it, butcher paper and a quilt. You know, I don't know where they were supposed to potty there. I'm assuming on the butcher paper. But I don't know. Uh, you know, so we want that to be as clear as possible for them, is that, you know, you don't play where you (laughs) pee, you don't play where you pee either, but, but yeah, so we, you know, we have Bucky and uh, Honor Service Dogs is great, you know, if you're looking, they've been fantastic to deal with, Uh, you know, they love him as much as we love him, which is fantastic, and, you know, it's a great organization, and we were actually turned on to Honor Service Dogs a while ago from a friend of ours, a trainer friend, Lauren, who, uh, she had one of their dogs, uh, Aslan, uh, Aslan, yeah, I'm thinking Atlas, I know it's not Atlas, um, and he was a fantastic dog, you know, in looking them up, and learning about them, you know, we wanted to definitely, you know, use them, but we didn't want to use, you know, get a Banks, because Banks is already the dad of sparkles, and then we were going to use them for Lucy, too. So, yeah, fun stuff to consider whenever you're looking at uh, breeding. And then our options are getting a puppy and growing them out, or getting an adult dog who is all set. And, you know, you don't know what you want to do. You know, it's always a toss-up. You don't have hindsight, so you can't look back on things and say, oh, we should have. But we'll see how everything goes. It'll be good. I'm excited and by getting Bucky as a puppy, we train everything so we don't have any uh, behavioral baggage or training baggage you know we can train him up from the get-go uh, that means too we can I can use him as my service dog you know to show that he is he does have that temperament you know if he passes if we decide to currently I think he'd make an amazing therapy dog so it might be that he does therapy stuff you know like with Django you've got to. You could have your hopes, but you've got to see what the dog would prefer to do. So if he would prefer, you know, sungling with people and getting pets all day, which, like I said, is kind of what he loves to do right now, then that could happen too. And that just means that we keep a dog from a a future litter as a service dog prospect for me. You know, whichever works. Gypsy's going to be four in August. So, you know, it's starting to hit the time where... You know, you get to, to try to figure it out. And, uh, you know, luckily, we breed, and we're going to have some amazing puppies. So, it works. You know, we can pick, you know, if there's one that really thinks, you know, he'd do a really good job, we could do that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so like I said, we have the three. We did take, uh, eyes have to be done yearly for the goldens. So we did take them in and got uh, Lucy's eyes redone, Ginger got hers in a little bit ago, uh, Roma got her eyes done, Lita got her eyes done. So there was a health clinic a couple weekends ago. Oh my gosh, was it just last weekend? I think it was just last weekend. There was a health clinic in Tampa at uh, AKC show, so we took the dogs down there and finished them off. And time's flying, yeah. Right? That's crazy, man. But, uh, but, no, it did work out really good, and, like I said, we got the, the health testing all done. So, yay for that, uh, and they're due then again next year, but Lita, we had got uh, from Europe, she was the import, she came around Thanksgiving, and she had all her FCI health testing done over there. FCI is like their AKC. <laughs> but. Uh, we wanted to redo it over here so we were able to do that and finish it and get it in the mail to OFA to record it so she'll get her her chick number Uh, which is good that means all of our girls have their chick numbers and yay! One note I wanted to talk about too was Candy and Rue they are both up in Boston with Hannah Lore from Boston for the Dogs and they're doing great. She sends me videos and pictures. And uh, it's so funny, Richie has one of Rue. Uh, you know how he wouldn't like to bring things back the whole way and he stands a couple feet away and throws toys at you? Yeah, that's what he was doing. So she's working on him to come those extra couple feet to hand it to you. Uh, but, but they got to go up there. Uh, Rue had had all the training to be a service dog uh, from the get-go. That was our plan with him, but he did not like working for me. Which, you know, it happens. Uh, he preferred Rich and Luke. So he, Rich you know, grew. So he talked to hannah you know, and uh, talked to Luke. And he was okay with, uh, with uh, Rue going up there. So he's up with, with her up in Boston doing some service dog training to be placed. And th- that was actually Hope's first service dog donation which is good, that's one of the things that we wanted to do. One of our goals in a couple years was to donate a puppy to a nonprofit uh, for service dog training. So the fact that we got to donate two service dogs this year was amazing. So like I said, Rue's one and then Candy's the other. Uh, Candy will get spayed. Uh, we didn't want to spay her before she went up to Boston just because the puppies were only nine weeks old when she went up, so she's up there. Uh, they were actually, they came and picked up whenever, so when the puppies were nine weeks old, they came down, that's when we had our mobility school. So her new owner came down and knows more and they did great together. We met up at Universal and Candy ignored me. She worked very well, very focused for her new handler. So I know that for both of them, that's the right choice. Uh, and Candy Kid had, had the two litters, the one she had miscarried and then this awesome litter that she had, the Sith litter. But, uh, but that'll be all for us, for Dobermans. Uh, we wanted to do, because she did pass all her health testing with Flying Colors, we found the bale that did. They're both European imports. You know, it was a good litter. It was great genetics. But, you know, Goldens, you guys know, is where my heart is. And then with uh, Roma, she had an amazing litter. And Carolyn, the owner, Roma's owner, had agreed to do one more. Uh, litter and then that'll be all from Roma. So if we have a guardian home uh, for this new litter we will place a puppy in, you know, one of the guardian home uh, in with the guardian home uh, to raise up and then we'll have another litter in a couple years of poodles. So poodles will be smaller, you know, uh, what we're working on unless, you know, Something happens, and uh, we decide to really grow that out, but I like the goldens at our house, and since we have a golden male, I don't want to have a a female poodle at our house, Um, and because we don't ever want to do a doodle litter, it can never happen, so the the poodles must be in guardian homes, Uh, and that's... That's how we're looking at it, because having goldens, having poodles, and breeding goldens, and breeding poodles, people are watching, apparently, for us to start doing doodles, and we're not doing doodles. We don't want to breed doodles. Uh, we want to breed the poodles. We want to breed the goldens, but like I said, I know with poodles, sometimes people can't, don't, a golden is not the best fit. Sometimes people have allergies, or, you know, they, they would prefer a poodle. And that's fine, that's not an issue whatsoever, but, like I said, we want, uh, you know, we want Goldens, we want Poodles, we don't want Doodles, uh, and, guess what somebody was asking me the other day, Rich? What? They asked about Goldendors. Oh, Just,
1: oh yeah, I heard What that. would a
0: door be? Hey, wouldn't it wouldn't be a Golbadour?
1: A Golbadour. That sounds better, doesn't it? A Golbadour? A Golbadour. It's a Golden
0: Labrador. Golden Lab mix, and the question was: They're both yellow. Can well, be, they both can be yellow. They can be, they you know, but they can also, if you use a black lab or a chocolate lab or a silver lab, that's really a water runner. You know, you could have different colors too. I but wonder you, I wonder what they look like. If they a uh, black labs? I don't know. Well, anyway, they'd be like a black golden. But you know, ask why some of the programs were using that. Well, from what I understand, from what I've been told um, from programs and from people who work with programs, is it is really hard to get good temperamented goldens. Really hard. So instead of trying, you know, they like the goldens and they'll just breed with the labs because they can't find good goldens. So, you know, there's a need for what we do. There's a need for really good goldens. No matter how big I think that we'd wanna grow, how many litters we'd wanna do, I think we'd always find people who wanted them. So, you know, you gotta you gotta think of that and wonder why. You know, it makes sense. It keeps hitting rain spots and then it's gone. Oh, Florida. You know, it makes sense, but yeah, we want we don't want to do Golden Doors either. We want to do Golden Retrievers. And, uh, you know, like I said, some standard poodles. I've been asked if I'm ever going to breed Labs. No, I'm probably never going to breed Labs. I like Goldens. Uh, you know, I prefer that. I mean, getting into Labs or getting into a whole other line. You know, a whole other breed. It was hard enough having the the Poodles and the Dobermans and then thinking that we were going to have the Goldens that... You know, having an occasional poodle litter, not doodle litter, you know. But I think sticking with the goldens is something, something to do. People think that it's just me. It's not just me. People. I think you it's know? a smart idea to stick with one thing.
1: I not think it so. all over to not
0: have intact,
1: intact uh, Malinois, and in, you know, hanging out and messing
0: around with the, uh, with the inheat uh, golden retrievers. Hmm. Jenga was never. He never. Huh? Whenever, and that's part of the reason, too, why, uh, you know, we decided to rehome Django, and especially going back to Ivan, that was never a question, but he, he was getting more and more crate time because the girls were in heat, and then they were pregnant, and we didn't want him, you know, like, running into them, or Malin were playing and potentially hurting them, Or, you or know? getting getting sad because
1: he wasn't getting all the attention that the girls were getting, because they, they need needed it. Yeah, they were all in heat and they were all specially fed and specially treated and everything. And um, and how long can you just wait a little bit until other ones are not in heat? Yeah. And so now he is with arguably the best train in the world.
0: Um, uh, he's the best doing, place he could be right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, And, best, some and some hopefully he'll thing. be able to be used, you know, uh, for breeding at some point. And, you know, because he's so awesome that they need him and. Yeah. You know, it would be because, because he's a great dog. He's got great genetics and great training. More than likely doing play based training to do, to do some sort of sport that he loves more than anything,
1: that he's been born and bred to, to do. So,
0: yeah. Uh, that would be good. I'm dying to see pictures of how great he does. Yeah. Yeah. And then knowing that Candy and Rue are up with Hannah Lauren and that they're doing the service dog stuff. And then Zoe had passed away, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we're down to one dog. Technically, Gypsy's our dog. The Lita, Lucy, Ginger, and Bucky are all at the house. They're Hope's dogs. Which, you know, I'm not, like, they still get all the love and attention that, that Gypsy gets. But they're they're Hope's dogs. We have one dog. It's so weird to have one dog. Very weird. I haven't had, gosh, when was the last time we had just one dog, Rich? It had to be just when we had Boo. Because Zoe we got Jedi, and then I think we got... Did we just have Jedi when we got Zoe, or did we have all three of them?
1: I don't know. Every dog seemed to have their um, special reason for being there.
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's been years, you know? I mean, we had Zoe for how many years? And, you know, if it was that we had Jedi on our own for a little bit, which, like I said, I don't recall, but maybe... But, yeah, many, many years since we just had one dog. But, yeah, she gets to play with the girls. The mama dogs. Lita needs to earn her CGC and her novice trick dog. Um, otherwise, you know, they're done for until next year when we have to redo their eyes again. So, it's nice. It's very nice. But I see we're, we're pulling off of the turnpike here. Uh, getting ready for Universal. And... We're excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an awesome trip. Hopefully, we'll get some pictures and share those. Put those up. And uh, I know Rich really wants to eat. He's he's on a funky diet to reduce cholesterol because his cholesterol was really high and really bad, and his blood pressure was really high and really bad. So he went vegan, or if you ask him, it's whole food plant based. And uh, the NBC Grill had a really good what was it? Jackfruit hamburger Which
1: so I don't know
0: exactly how perfect that is to uh to the rules but it's close enough and it was good yeah we had had one a couple times ago when we were down and he has not stopped talking about it since so he really wants to go there to eat so if we can that's one of our goals I want a frozen butter beer while we're here because I like those they work out really good but but yeah we're we're pulling off so I will catch you guys later